Welcome back to episode 146 of the Guardian Patrick podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and recently I was talking about playing Hostile Hostile more in my Aristocrat decks. I think it'll be a real house in those decks. Mm, mm, a full one at that. A real residential unit. <laughs> Knock them down. And I'm your other host, Mike, and I'm opening a business in this new plane we're headed to that strictly sells betting. I'm calling it Sheets of New Capenna. Please listen carefully. This is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. So this past weekend, there was actually a very large CEDH tournament hosted by Monarch Media. I don't know if you had much time to watch it online. I got to see some of it. Uh, most of it was was being felt from some severe FOMO from afar. Um, mm -hmm. Looked really, really cool. So um, it was the Marchesa 2022 event, which happened this past weekend. Um, it was the largest CEDH tournament, and you could view it over at Twitch.com. TV slash Monarch Media. Um, <clears throat> there were a hundred competitors, and the top four decks actually that took down that tournament were a mono red Magda deck, Magda Brazen Outlaw, a Thrasios and Timna deck, a mono white Heliod God of the Sun, or I'm sorry, Sun Crowned, and finally a, uh, a Thrasios and Vile Smasher deck. So uh, some really cool stuff over there. I had I don't think I've ever seen honestly magda brazen outlaw really before i don't even think we really talked about that even when we did our set reviews wasn't a commander i've even seen or played against no it was seen in standard a lot with bard class and yeah. stuff so you can only cast so you could cast it for one generic but other than that yeah you're right i haven't seen very much discussion about this commander like really much at all i mean there's been some whispers on twitter yeah, of, it's, of it's these the dwarf commander of these decks right right everybody's talking about Krark and Sakashima, you know, coin flip decks, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, it's, people still complain about Thassa's Oracle, sure. and you know, so those are the things that I think you see most prevalent, mm -hmm. are, are mm -hmm. in, or at least in my cultivated feed, sure, I, see, sure. I see very often, but I don't think I've seen this. But this is a crazy dwarf berserker uh, that it's it's a two one that says other dwarves get plus one plus oh whenever a dwarf you control becomes tapped, you create a treasure. You can sack five treasures to search your library for an artifact or a dragon card put it onto the battlefield and then shuffle your library i guess i didn't even think about you know how this would have been right competitive at, you know at all but but turns out it's really bananas when you when you when you're playing clock of omens which allows you to tap two artifacts to untap an artifact and then you've got dwarves that are also artifacts in uh metallic mimic and you've got uh what's the other one the, uh the changeling that's one mana yeah it's a adaptive automaton yeah that's adaptive right. automaton that's right. so anyway all you're doing is you're looking to just make <clears throat> a ton of artifacts you tap artifacts to untap the uh the the i guess the dwarfs that are still artifacts and you just keep tapping things back and forth mm -hmm. to make essentially infinite uh treasures and then you win at instant speed over people's stacks. Just when someone tries to win, you just you just try to win by searching for things like slow bad, slow bad goblin tinkerer, Bogarden Hellkite, um, and you and you're doing a lot of loops with elixir of immortality. Oh yeah, sure. Which is crazy because mm -hmm. it shuffles everything back into your library. You can um, liquid metal torques in here, lion's eye diamond. It's it's a lot. There's a primer out there. We'll have links to all the top 16 decks that were in this event. Um, but it looked it looked like a lot of fun. Um, from from what I can find online, it looks like there's going to be a full event report that'll come out likely the day this episode goes live. Mm -hmm. So I think it's supposed to come out on Wednesday, the 29th or the third. No, I think the 30th. Okay. Um, I hope when you see more there, but um, you should probably be able to watch, I assume at this point, replays on, yeah, on the Twitch channel. Hopefully. But um, that was really cool seeing a, a, a big uh, a magic event mm -hmm. streamed with coverage. Yeah. Because we haven't gotten that That's a long time. in a long time. Years, years. Like, and, and I... And, I love seeing CDH. It's uh, their decks are so many things that right. I don't see very often right. and regularly. So um, wild stuff. So if you're looking to go, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking not ingest eat absorb absorb sure. more magic content yeah. yes. all the words work I guess they do they all work <laughs> ingest the magic mm. uh, head head over to uh, twitch.tv slash monarch media and you, and you can check that out I love seeing mono red take it mono red's always like my go to if someone's like hey can you throw together a new CEDH deck for a stream or something I'm like you're not gonna like it it's gonna be mono red and I'm gonna try to just like put a couple pieces out there to prevent people from doing stuff and try to win a couple turns later I held a counter spell and I was like, nah, Mike's this one time isn't going to have a blood moon. Ah, there was, there was always, blood moon. Always had the blood moon. And I did nothing for quite a while. That's right. <laughs> Got back in late in the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, very good. So Mono Red, very cool. And also Magda Brazen Outlaw. Yeah. So cool to see. It's awesome. Now, we also got a first look at uh, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. So uh, we we know what kind of products that we're going to get with draft boosters, set boosters. Is even going to be a pre-release for this uh, collector's boosters. Uh, all the normal kind of stuff there. Um, so it, it, we're also going to be getting uh, four different commander decks coming with Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. Uh, previews are going to begin May 16th. I know we have all of New Capenna to talk about before the, those previews even start. <laughs> uh, you might wonder why we're talking about this now, um, because in part of those first previews, we did see uh, a, a printing of mints. Minx and Boo, Timeless Heroes, uh, which happens to have some really cool text on the bottom that says uh, this Planeswalker can be your commander. So we have a return of Planeswalkers as commanders. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. I have talked about this before. I like it. I know that it almost is like pseudo life gain because it's like if they attack the Planeswalkers out of you, it's like you save some life. Mm -hmm. But I just like seeing it. We don't have very many Planeswalkers that can be your commanders now. Right. right. So I, I'm excited for this new variety. Um, and before we we get into our episode this week, we also have a new patron, Colt Butrick. Thank you so much for, for joining the project. Um, we just turned our last one in. Yep. Um, they're going to be a signing, um, but we got to pick partners. Oh. And, and you're our partner. And, and we might even be friends forever. Oh. special kind of partnership with Bjorna. That's one of the, <laughs> the, the characters that has friends forever. Cause I don't know any of the in-game names. I, I don't right. feel except for Bjorna because that was my Twitter name for a bit. There. That's right. Yeah. It seemed really fun. It, um, it should be. It's just 11. No. Is it 11? I don't know. Cause I only know the stranger things. names. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people just know the stranger yeah, names. Most strange likely. stranger is the stranger uh, things names. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash guardian project guardian project pod and donate for any dollar amount. And if you're looking for another way to support the podcast, whatever platform you're enjoying the podcast on now, if you could subscribe, rate review and leave comments, we would be most appreciative. Yeah. You can find us online on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter by searching guardian project podcast. You can email us at guardian project pod and Gmail. Dot com. Mike, what is on the agenda this week? Well, we we uh, referenced uh, just about 15 seconds ago, uh, Minsk and Boo being a new uh, Planeswalker as commander. And we talked about how there isn't a whole lot of Planeswalkers you can have as commanders, but we're going to rank them and we're going to talk about all of the current Planeswalkers you can have as commanders before Baldur's Gate comes out. Let's go Spark. I like that I made spark a verb. Yeah. Like that's so fetch. That's like, so spark. What did, I guess, I guess sparks, spark. sparks ignite, I guess. Sparks ignite. Um, isn't that a Katy Perry song? Firework. Fireworks. Uh, like a fire. I guess it is. <laughs> Katy Perry <laughs> is sparks. a planeswalker. Katy Perry's a planeswalker. <laughs> that's right. Where did she come from? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So with the announcement that we're getting a new planeswalker that can be your commander we wanted to talk about the 13 planeswalkers that can currently be your commander and we want to talk about them um, from the aspect of their color identity how fun they are to play with and against how unique the things that they can do are and how strong the strategy is associated with that planeswalker and maybe propelling your game forward mm -hmm. or or the specific uh uh strategy or or your specific game plan right. um because some of them seem pretty narrow some some aren't as narrow um and we want to rank them because yeah. ranking things are fun um and this is obviously personal preference so um if you disagree we would love to hear why um right. and and what your list is uh 
on Twitter. Yeah, because some of these, I mean, some of these cards were printed a long time ago. Long time ago. So maybe there's some synergies that we don't know about that have been printed, and and maybe our evaluation is wrong. So we definitely want to hear from you on those. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and start with our list, but we are not going to be including the Magic Origins. Uh, legendary creatures that flip into planeswalkers and we're also not going to include grist the hunger tide because it doesn't specifically say on it this planeswalker can be your commander mm -hmm. okay 13 out of 13 13 out of 13 nahiri the lithomancer so this is a planeswalker that is in mono white mm -hmm. and it came out uh is part of the first set of planeswalkers in um that could be your commander in uh commander 2014. yeah so nahiri is a five mana planeswalker three white white with three loyalty uh with three abilities you can plus two to get a one one white core soldier uh and then you can uh, attach equipment you control to it for free so that's cool mm -hmm. uh, minus two you can put an equipment from your hand onto the battlefield and then minus 10, you can create an equipment artifact token named Stoneforged Blade and put it onto the battlefield. It has indestructible and the equipped creature gets plus five, plus five and double strike and equip for zero. But it can be your commander. Yeah. So um, I like all the things that it does. It is a commander that I actually played. I think this is the commander deck from this set that I bought okay. when we were looking at new commander decks that we could build mm -hmm. when you and I were first getting into commander. This one... I just liked the equipment theme. Right. I've, I've learned since I don't like the equipment theme. Right. So I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like playing it, but I like seeing it show up in a pod because mm -hmm. it's one that you never see. It's true. It's true. I also think that on the episode where we talked about things that we wanted to see more and less, I had specifically said I want to see less Boros equipment things. Sure. And this kind of solidly fits into any Boros equipment deck. You yeah. can play this Planeswalker if you can make that Stoneforge Blade. That's actually very cool. Plus five, plus five, double strike. You love to see it with equip zero. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it makes a creature that that protects itself. So that's also very cool. Um, but I don't think that this commander really does a whole lot on its own other than make an equipment or maybe cheat one out for free. Right. So I guess if you have a very expensive equipment in your hand, but it's usually not the cost of the equipment. It's usually the equipment cost that I always wish was the free thing. Oh, like, like the playing it out. Equip. Yeah, the cost to equip. Mm -hmm. It's usually like, I don't mind putting this thing out onto the battlefield, right. but it's when the equip cost that is the same amount. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I want to play cards from my hand and not do something that's on the battlefield. Right, right. I don't know. I view, That's how I just view it. So um, I don't know. What do you think about this Nahiri? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that, again, it protects itself with its plus two. Um, but, but as you know, the point that you just brought up cheating out, uh, an equipment, I was trying to think of like what the really high end mana cost equipment is. And, and I just turned to modern and I say batter skull, but batter skull costs the same amount of mana as Nahiri. So you might as well just cast batter skull instead of cheating it out with Nahiri. Cause then you have a Nahiri with only one loyalty left at the end of it. So it doesn't really make sense to do that. Um, so I just think, you know, the equipment theme uh, on a five mana commander, you it, it might just be a little bit too slow for equipment theme decks because you're trying to, you, I mean, you have to eliminate someone by turn six, maybe because you have two more people that you have to eliminate after that. And, and if you want to end your game by like turn 10 or something, you have to start knocking people out. Um, but maybe there's, uh, I, I like that you can bring stuff back from the graveyard with the minus two, too. So if someone does target, remove like black blade reforge because it's getting too late into the game and it's just too powerful That's fair. you can bring it back um so maybe it has an upside there with the recursion um i think the minus 10 is quite a bit i mean you do get a pretty good equipment i like the fact that it's not legendary so you can have multiple of it if you have token doublers with like anointed procession or something like that then you can get double of those equipments and hopefully you can give something plus 10 plus 10 and double strike and maybe if, then it takes five turns to ultimate mm -hmm. um I like what it does as a commander, like seeing it. Um, it is a, a commander, though, that I think people just aren't going to attack, which is very sure. cool. It's like, I'm not going to touch this. This does not. I don't think this is going to derail my game plan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you get your core soldiers, get your equipments back, maybe get your Stoneforge blade. I don't even know if I'm afraid of a 5-5 five, five double strike equipment. Sure. Which I think says something well, that if, I'm not afraid that I can throw a dork in front of it. It's once it gets trampled, right. I'm afraid. Well, now let me let me phrase this differently. If this was in your 99 um, and you gave a commander plus five, plus five and double strike, it would be different. So if there's any way to turn Nahiri into a creature in mono white, which I don't believe there is. 
I can only think of you Sarkin. Can play, red, yeah, you but... can play red white equipment with Arden Kedis and you yeah. put Sarkin and Nahiri. It's Boros Super Friends equipment. Yeah, sure. That's a thing you could do. So Nahiri, solidly number 13. Um, who do we have next? So at number 12, we have another monocolored commander, and this is Doretti Scrap Savant. So for four mana, for three and a red, you get uh, a Planeswalker that comes in at three loyalty. It has three activatable abilities of plus two to discard up to two cards, then draw that many cards. A minus two to sacrifice an artifact. And if you were to, if you do return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield and a minus 10, this says you get an emblem with whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. So right then and there, you look at that and it's an artifacts matters commander. Um, the plus two is all about looting away your artifacts so that you can cheat them out or, uh, better with your minus two ability after that. And the minus 10, I mean, if you get that, you should be winning the game. I've gotten it once. So mm -hmm. I ran actually in here. I also ran Duretti. So mm -hmm. I feel like I've run a couple of these. I am. I think I'm very much on the side of I want Planeswalkers as commander. So mm -hmm. I wanted to try them out. Um, this is a deck that it felt... Um, very the the game the game plan was the same each time yeah so the biggest artifact that i possibly could into my graveyard spina visha mycosynth lattice mm -hmm. whatever it was throw it in the graveyard play out a, a mycosynth wellspring or something that gives me value when it comes in and when it leaves sacrifice it to bring it back mm -hmm. it's a great strategy for sure i think it, it works really well i personally didn't have fun playing with it and I don't always have fun playing against it. I always find things like Meteor Golem and Felden of the Third Path that sure. end up being in types of decks like this. Mm -hmm. And it really slows games down. Right. I don't, I personally didn't play it as stacks. I've never seen it played as stacks. Mm -hmm. It could be played as stacks. Yeah. I mean, this was, um, I mean, this is, this was printed in the same set as, as Nahiri. So it's an Correct. eight year old commander here. So eight years ago, Duretti might have been the best stacks CEDH commander because it was know. easy to to cheat those smokestacks out or something like that. But I like the way it's costed. Four mana is very, very good um, for what it does. But uh, as you said, you know, it's a little bit it's a good thing. Trains are artifacts because your strategy is very railroaded here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that and I did it so I could say I've done it. Sure. And then I didn't ever do it again, which was Karn, the great creator of Mycosynth yes, Lattice. Yes. It, it, it absolutely shows up in a deck like this. Mm -hmm. um, it just it kind of you really Mycosynth Lattice just works really well in this Doretti mm -hmm. deck without even doing the, the nasty things sure. and overloading and destroying everybody else's equipment with um uh, oh, there's an overload to destroy everybody's equipment, but there's a Karn, there's a Karn lock here. So it says activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated. If you play in Mycosynth Lattice, it turns everything into an artifact. Yes. So they can't tap their lands. Vandal Blast. Vandal Blast. Yeah. Thank you. If, if someone overloads a Vandal Blast, so you can either destroy a uh, target equipment or destroy all equipment. It's artifacts. Artifacts, yes. correct. Destroy an artifact you don't own um, or destroy all artifacts mm -hmm. um, with the overload. Mm -hmm. It's at that point everybody just scoops which is fine sure. yeah it's fine please end this game yeah please and then and then you get to and then you get to do, do it again maybe yeah well hopefully the person doesn't sit there and says i want a plus two i want a plus two i want a plus two i'm gonna make you pikes i want a plus two it does have a lot of really cool things but honestly um the one thing that it does have going for it though is the deck can do what it's supposed to do with kind of just already sitting out if you yeah. don't deal with the already the deck is going to yeah, it's you know. it's going to do its thing. And I don't and, you know, we, we wanted to talk about uniqueness here, too. And I think it is a very unique planeswalker and it's a very unique commander planeswalker. But I think the strategy that it's doing is not unique at all. I think there's a lot of commanders out there. They're creature commanders, but there's a lot of commanders out there that care about artifacts, care about graveyards. Um and and yeah, it's just it's it's not that unique of a strategy anymore. Yeah, the, the reanimate player is saying it's not that unique anymore. Um, hey, I like <laughs> I sometimes I railroad myself into these strategies, but it has to be something that you enjoy. And if you enjoy playing with your graveyard and playing with artifacts, Duretti very well could be for you. Absolutely. So number eleven here is Obnixilis of the Black Oath. So this is a mono black planeswalker again from the Commander fourteen set. Uh, it has three loyalty, costs three black black, and has three abilities. Plus two, each opponent loses one life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. So they would lose one. You would gain three if you're in a uh, four-player pod. Mm -hmm. Minus two, you get a 5-5 five, five black demon creature with flying, um, and then you lose two life. 
And then minus eight gives you an emblem that says pay one and a black, sack a creature, you gain X life and draw X cards where X is the sacrificed creature's power. Um, this okay. is the one commander that neither of I have, neither of us mm -hmm. have played with or against True. from this entire list. True. It is the only one. Um, I it the planeswalkers, fine. I think what it does, um, what it what it says is 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 all things that could I guess potentially be relevant. The, I'm not a fan of the plus two. Your opponent losing one and you gaining three isn't. Mm -hmm. That that means nothing it's to not me. It's not great. That means nothing. The minus two for making a five five demon, I I don't know if I do either because looking at this again, you have five turns. Right, if it comes in at three, mm -hmm. uh, the first turn is five, then seven, then nine, and then you minus eight. So it takes four turns if it's not touched at all from the turn it comes out right. for you to be able to get this emblem, which requires creatures to be on the battlefield for you to take advantage of the emblem mm -hmm. so if you're playing this let's say the early let's say the earliest you're getting this is turn three right you you get a soul ring sure and a land and then you play a land on turn two and i don't know a rock or something else mm -hmm. let's say turn three you get this that means turn four five six turn seven you're going to ultimate it sure and we're finding on our stream that games are ending uh between turns six and nine now we, yeah. are, we are seeing yes 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 so yes, the yes. game might be over before you even get to Ultimate this up, Nixilis. And these truly are some casual games. We, right. We've certainly seen an infinite go off from a casual deck in the game ends a little quicker than um, anticipated. This up, Nixilis is, I think, probably on the slower end. For sure. Unless you're boosting it up with a lot of just mono black generic goodness. Yeah, yeah. and, and Which is totally relevant. Yeah, maybe that's what you're doing. I know um, we, had a, we had a conversation on the way over here because we talked about how good is this minus two to make a 5-5 five, five flyer. And Sure, it's a good blocker for your own planeswalker and stuff. And I thought, oh, maybe you're playing Demon Tribal and you have a Liliana's contract in there or something, uh, which is a, a five mana enchantment. So it's at the same casting cost as Obnixilis, but it's going to be your win condition so you can cast it later on. So maybe that doesn't matter to you. But um, Liliana's contract is an enchantment says when it enters the battlefield, you draw four cards and you lose four life. But at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more demons with different names, you win the game. So making four of the tokens isn't going to win you the game, but making one token and having three other demons on the battlefield could win you the game that wasn't in the pre-con for the 2014. And I'm, I'm positive. It didn't exist. I don't <laughs> yeah, believe Lilia's contract even existed at that point. No, Corset 2019 was when it printed. So it definitely <laughs> didn't exist five years until it gets, it gets printed. Um, but you know, these, these were created in a vacuum for sure. These planeswalkers to play against each other in the 2014 set. Um, and obviously that plus two so that you end up gaining three life is only there to offset the, the two life that you lost for creating the five, five demon. It's not great, but, um, maybe there's some sort of proliferate strategy or something that people are playing. Maybe in mono black, you're focusing on infect or something like that. Uh, and then you can play into that proliferate. So you're doing two birds, one yeah. stone type of deal in that. But uh, it seems like it would be fun, but definitely very casual. Yeah. As, as far as uniqueness goes, it doesn't feel that unique. I think it's the only commander that gives you kind of this type of an alt. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there's another black commander that we're going to talk about on this list that also draws cards better than yes, this mono sure, black commander sure. and also makes creatures better than this commander and has much better ultimate as well. Yeah. Yeah. And potential, you know, deck strategy options. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's that's why I have Nick's list is listed here at number 11. That's right. Now at number 10, we have another planeswalker that Andy has built a commander deck before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but this is our first venture. If you thought we were going to talk about the last commander from Commander 2014, you were incorrect. Next the up. The, 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 there's two more. Oh, there's two more. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, next up, we have Estrid the Masked. So this is our first Bant commander, three colors. So for one green, white, and a blue, you get a three loyalty commander that has three abilities, plus two to untap each enchanted permanent you control, minus one to create a white aura enchantment token named mask and attach it to another target permanent the token has the token has enchant permanent and totem armor and then a minus seven to put the top seven cards of your library into your graveyard return all non-aura enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield then do the same for aura cards so this is an enchantment matters bant commander that's putting totem armor on your permanents that you don't want to uh, get destroyed and then also 
allows you to put totem armor on something so that you can untap them at a later time. Yeah, it's a great commander mm -hmm. in fantastic colors. I'll be honest, green, white, blue is great. You've mm -hmm. got ramp, you've got removal, you've got counter magic. I think Estrid was super well designed. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that it's not a fun commander to in my opinion, to play with or against. Sure. Uh, it, it definitely lends itself to a pillow fort strategy definitely. where they're going to just play out as many in enchantments and enchantress cards as they can. So things that let you draw a card when they play an enchantment, Argothian mm -hmm. enchantress, uh, you know, and the like. Um, the turns are really long because there's a lot of things for the Estrid player to remember. For sure. Um, and it really will end up locking the game down before anything can really continue. Everybody has to kind of hard focus on the Estrid player to remove things um, that are, are causing issues. Uh, they have lots of mana. Right. There is infinites with Estrid as well. And um, even if you start removing the enchantments and stuff, if Estrid gets to seven, they're coming right back from the graveyard anyway. They're, they're coming back. And, and as part of this discussion today, we are specifically not talking about certain cards like Chain Veil, Doubling Season, Deep Glow Skate. Sure. Obviously, commanders that are in, in green and blue mm -hmm. get advantage of can take advantage of the one and and then every single one of these commanders can take advantage of chain veil correct so we kind of kept them out of the conversation mm -hmm. but it's certainly important to remember that a few of the commanders on this list can go infinite with cards like chain veil mm -hmm. so this is one of them um but it's a really unique commander gotta say it's extremely unique. so unique yeah, no other no other planeswalkers cares about enchantments like this especially creating enchantment tokens and stuff we finally have a new enchantment token with with goshen tie making shrines but that's the only other instance i can think about of doing enchantment tokens so and the only other planeswalker i think that cares about enchantments is calyx destiny's hand oh, but it sure. can't be it can't be your commander yeah. anyway and so. it's not in blue it's not, but it's in green white, so it fits really well into Astrid. Um, I, I would say, though, for competitiveness, this one is really strong and one you super have to watch out for. For sure. And you, you're just going to have to make sure you remove the right pieces because if they make it so that they can't swing at you with ghostly prisons and propagandas and, and uh, or swing at them yes. with with all these things, um, it's you're, you're going to have a, a tough time. Yeah, especially since there's like two other pieces of pillow fort that make it so that you can't attack planeswalkers, too. This, this is true. So, so Estrid landed solidly at, at number 10 for that reason. But the next one is a commander that um, is is fairly new. Uh, I, not anymore. I want to say it's fairly new, not but this anymore. Commander Legends yeah. is just not new anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, coming in at number nine, we have Tevajzat Duma Fools. So this is a mono black commander, but it does have... Um, uh, partner Ooh. so it can both be your commander and as partners so it can be paired up with anything else that has partners so nice. it's a mono black commander uh it's making uh its way up on this list a little higher than some others because i guess you could pair it to make it any combination of three colors that includes black so that's that's pretty cool mm -hmm. um has four loyalty five mana four and a black uh with three abilities plus two to make two zero one black thrall creature tokens Plus one, you can sack another creature or planeswalker to draw two cards, then draw another card if that sacrifice permanent was your commander mm -hmm. or a commander. Mm -hmm. And then uh, minus 10, you gain control of all commanders, put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. Yeah. So um, so this had the same cost as Obnixilis, one less black pip, actually. So easier to cast than Obnixilis. More uh, loyalty. Has a plus two that creates two blockers has and then it's not a minus two or anything on here just a plus one to start drawing cards and probably building around the sacrifice outlet as part of Tevishzat anyways yeah and like you said comes in with another an additional loyalty counter on that and then has a way 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 better um i mean it's not an emblem here but a way way better ultimate at minus 10 to gain control of all commanders although and i think we both share this uh we have not experienced that no before. we haven't and and if we have mm -hmm. it it was it didn't phase us in the slightest that because right. we don't even remember it right. at this point. So either the game was over and we all said, sweet, you did the thing mm -hmm. or it didn't happen. And I'm pretty sure it was just that it didn't happen yet. Right. Because even if someone stole my commander, sacrificed it to Devishat to draw two cards and I got it back, I would have remembered that for sure. I feel like I really I really would have remembered it. So this, though, is a commander that I think is super fun to play against oh yeah it's a commander that just makes a bunch of tokens if you wanted to play it as jund with tana the blood sower so mm -hmm. you've got green and red that's really cool if you want to play it with with uh, another commander that will be on this list jessica to make it black red and mm -hmm. you've got another planeswalker that's really cool pairing it with uh, uh 
blue and black is um, really, really neat. So you can yeah. go with the Esper color. So, um, or I'm sorry, white and blue. White and blue. So you yeah. can go with Esper color. So there's just, there's a lot you can do with this. I think it's really fun to play against. And I have not personally thought that Teverzat was oppressive. It, it's more of the, uh, this is more of the value engine. For sure. Of the two commanders you're probably going to have it, it in is, the command zone. It, this is the one that probably does have to be taken out uh, yeah. early, at least earlier in the game. Like later in the game, it's probably not closing games out for you. So maybe it's the other partner that's closing the games out. But early game, this is a such high advantage that, yeah, you have to get rid of this as quickly as possible. Um, but it is very unique that it has partner. Um, other than that, it is it is doing kind of generic things, though. So, yeah. but yeah, it's super all things good. that we want to see though in For Commander. Sure. I would like to make multiple creature tokens, <laughs> like to draw multiple cards, yes, and steal multiple creatures. Oh, steal your commanders, yeah, please and thank you. I actually really, really like Teverzat. I just haven't played it. It's not, I've not built, I've not been super into building a ton of partners, so it's not one that I that I snagged. I, I thought about it as uh, people are people have him paired up with like um, Sidar Kondo and do oh. like an Abzan tokens oh, type of cool. deal. And I have an Abzan tokens deck, and I thought about switching out my mono black partner for Tevish Sot. Um and, and I don't know why I haven't tried it. I might as well. You it's, have Felfus, right? Uh, the cat? No, Nadir. Oh, Nadir. Yeah, the elf that makes elf tokens when it leaves the battlefield. Yeah. So it's, you know, whether or not you, you need more card draw or need more token generation or if you're really big into the aristocrat strategy. I mean, they all they all are feeding into the same strategy. So, uh, but this one's a planeswalker, so it gets extra flavor points that way. Exactly. Yeah, and that is our number uh, our number nine. So moving on to number eight, we have our other planeswalker that has partner. Um, this one, I'm I'm actually I really really like this commander a lot. And this is Jessica Thrice Reborn. So for two and a red, you get a planeswalker that actually has zero loyalty, but Jessica Thrice Reborn enters the battlefield with a loyalty counter on it. For each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game, you can activate her for zero to have uh, to choose target creature and until your next turn. If that creature would deal combat damage to one of your opponents, it deals triple that damage to that player instead. And minus X, where uh, Jessica Thrice Reborn deals X damage to each of up to three targets. Uh, and again, this commander has partner, so you can do red plus two other colors or um you can stick in mono red because honestly that triple so so in a casual format um that triple damage is going to be so 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 strong uh because it's, it's caring about combat you don't necessarily even have to target your own creatures you can target some of your opponent's creatures and do some political action stuff going on if you have if you just so happen to have dargo um another another mono red uh partner commander from commander legends that happens to have seven power uh, if that is your other partner and you want to triple the amount of damage that dargo does when it swings in you can insta give someone for 21 commander damage um but i personally really like jessica uh com combined with falthus the shadow cat um, that gives commanders you control menace and death touch because that actually makes Jessica's minus X ability have death touch and be able to kill three creatures at a time just by doing one, one, one. Um, I know I've built this also with rogue rock because it's nice to be able to cast rogue rock then Jessica and Jessica comes in with two loyalty counters rather than one right away. But, you know, it's it's really the partner mechanic that's making Jessica so unique, so broad and, and being able to do so many different things. Yeah, this is one that I think uh, my experience playing against a Jessica so far has been paired up with the uh, commander that gives death touch to your yeah, commander. Falthus, so Felthus, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this one blowing up creatures has really been my experience with, with Jessica. But you also had this as a CDH deck. So I I've did. seen that with Rograk. Mm -hmm. It was with right? Rograk. And yes. that was that was also very cool. Uh, this is a very fun commander. It's very fun. Honestly. And if and if you if you do build it like to the competitive state, if you're able to have uh, an infinite amount of red mana, um, you can cast Jessica from your command zone minus X or move all loyalty from it. Do you know one damage to each opponent and then just cast, 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 just recast it over and over and over again. So uh, an infinite combo without having to use some of the cards we referred to before, like doubling season and deep close Kate and chain veil. Although you could definitely play that as partner and get those color combinations into your deck. Right. So moving to number seven, we've got Aminatu the Fate Shifter. So this is from the Commander 18 precons. So this is a three loyalty commander that costs white, blue, and black. So just three mana. Yeah. Uh, and Aminatu has three abilities. Plus one draw card, then put a card from your hand on top of your library. 
Minus one, exile another target permanent you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control. And then minus six, choose left or right. Each player gains control of all non-land permanents other than Aminatu, controlled by the player next in that chosen direction. Yes. Um, this commander is in the Esper colors or whatever the new Capenna name oh, yeah. of this is. And I don't know what it no is. No clue. Some, so I'm gonna, it's going to be the Esper colors. I'm going to have a really hard time <laughs> with that, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is an extremely cool commander. Definitely. Um, I think that, so the, the whole point of this pre-com was top deck manipulation because right. it had other commanders that could cast odd spells and stuff. So, mm -hmm. so you wanted to, draw a card and put an odd card or whatever you wanted to drop miracle cast cards oh, yeah. on top of your library. So I think that's really cool. Um, I don't know if I would put this one on the fun scale though. Sure. Like I'm not sure where I would put it mm -hmm. because it's very cool to see go off. It's very unique. It's not something that we see often happening. Right. Um, but it is very, um, Trixie, yeah, and and it, it's I mean, going to get you with the strategies that it goes for. There's a lot of blink. There's a lot of board wipes. There's sure. a lot of these types of deals happening mm -hmm. in these decks, and everything that gets played has like incremental value on it. Yes. You know, cloud chasers, all these things where they come in, you're going to gain life, you're going to draw cards, you're going to do whatever it is, and then blink it with Aminatu. And then I've never seen this trade, though. This whole minus six of shift everything to the left or the right. I've not seen that ever happen. Though, okay, so personally. I, I have, and in, in, in one of the worst ways that you could possibly see it happen like that, um, because it was, uh, this particular deck was played as Esper control with a little bit of give, uh, exchange your permanence with other people's permanence. Um, because the minus one ability says you target a, a permanent you own, not one you control. So you can exchange permanence with someone and then flicker it back to your battlefield. And then you just basically permanently just took something of theirs. Okay. Um, but when they ultimated, they, with the ultimate on the stack, Teferi's protection out so that the person to their left got nothing because uh, they oh, were no. phased out of the game oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then and then when it came back to their turn they had their board state plus the board state of the person to the right of them uh, i mean fantastic esper control that's a cool play it's cool i will say being able to say you've done it requiring someone to cast teferi's protection on their own turn that might even be a win in your book as long as you're not the person to the left of the aminatsu player yeah, or the right i guess whichever way they chose whichever Hopefully way they you choose you ended yes. up on the favorable side of the aminatsu <laughs> player i do think that it's it's pretty different from most of the commanders on this list. Definitely, um, it's in it's in some pretty strong um, color combinations mm -hmm. here. It will take games. Mm -hmm. um, it's good for hard control. Um, Aminatu is a solid commander. Yeah, solid at our number seven spot. In the number six spot, we are back to a monocolor commander. We have uh, a member of the Gatewatch, Teferi, Temporal Archmage. For six mana, four blue blue, you get a five loyalty commander that has three activatable abilities of a plus one to look at the top two cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the other on the bottom of your library, a minus one to untap up to four target permanents, and a minus 10 where you get an emblem that says you may activate loyalty abilities of planeswalkers you control on any player's turn and any time you could cast an instant. I know we have this brand new Teferi from Corset 21 that also was able to activate on your opponent's turns, which everyone thought was pretty cool. Um, you do have to get the emblem on Teferi in order to do so. Um, but this Teferi isn't looking to play any particular type of strategy. I mean, it's doing mono blue stuff where you get to draw cards fil by, by filtering them from the top of your library, picking the best one of two. You get to untap your stuff to have more mana. You might even have only tapped four permanents to cast Teferi anyways. You get all your mana back just by a simple minus one. Um, but other than that, you're playing mono blue stuff mono blue control infinite turns yeah well you could do that too i suppose yeah, yeah. yeah most of them are playing uh, a chain veil mm -hmm. and and the deck is is very uniquely named to fairy chain veil it's a unique name it is a unique name what does know? it even do? you don't even know what it does with that title i, I don't know what it does yeah it it's, just it's chain two, veil uh and it's fairy oh it wants to play those two cards and that's it i guess that's it i guess <laughs> you you play them down it's like exodia you just play oh, them and you just win i win no um it's it's a very it's a very strong deck mm -hmm. it is definitely not for a casual table if i see a teferi across from me i'm i'm gonna be leery sure <laughs> what, what it's just I, a pre-con if you're playing the pre-con yeah sure i mean i really want to see someone still have that pre-con sleeved the up the actual pre-con yes. sleeved up would be fine yeah. i i we were not around playing well 
we weren't playing commander i wasn't playing at all you weren't playing yet but i wasn't playing commander right. yet when c14 came out that's right i started playing commander during uh the battle for zendikar block mm -hmm. after like obnixilis and all those things came out so, yeah. or not obnixilis um uh, omnath the right. second one okay and so uh so this was this was i kind of just skated past this but i these were still in stores yeah. at like lgs's so like i saw them i just didn't really buy them right um now i don't know if anyone will play that pre-con i'm not sure it synergized very well i think it was more of a value engine yeah for that pre-con sure. i honestly can't speak to that very well but um when it's built with the the teferi meant to be the commander oh yeah it's it's going to be on a, a level where i i need to make sure i'm playing a high-powered yeah high-powered deck for sure i mean I know we we accidentally played against it in what we thought was going to be a pretty casual game, but fortunately we were able to take care. You were able to take care of it uh, with your Noyan Dar deck. You had an, you sat across from a, a chain veil Teferi. Oh yes, yes, yes. At at, at Kamefa Chicago, Kamefa there Chicago. was a Teferi chain veil deck, and I was able to wheel away their chain veil. Yes, after they tutored for it, and that felt pretty good. <laughs> can't can't get any better than that. It felt it felt pretty good. So that that was number six. But coming in at number five and four, we're gonna put these ones together. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? It's because they're siblings, Rowan Kenrith and Will Kenrith. Okay. So yeah. these are planeswalkers that could be commanders, but also have partners with mm -hmm. uh, Will, Will or Rowan, respectively. So Rowan Kenrith is a planeswalker for four red red. Four loyalty with three abilities. Plus two during target player's next turn, each creature that player controls attacks a fable. Minus two, Rowan deals three damage to each tap creature that target player controls. Mm -hmm. And minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever and you activate an ability that is not a mana ability, you can copy it and choose new targets for the copy. And then will, we're assuming that they're, they're partnered here. Yeah. These are your commanders. These are your commanders. Uh, four blue, blue, four loyalty, three abilities. Plus two until your next turn. Up to two target creatures have base power and toughness zero three and lose all abilities. Mm -hmm. Minus two, target player draws two cards until your next turn. In, uh, instant sorcery and planeswalker spells that player casts cost two less to cast. Mm -hmm. And then minus eight, target player gets an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. So seems like they work really, really well together. Yeah, it does. You know, like you want to play out the will and then draw cards and then make Rowan cost less mm -hmm. and then play out Rowan and then they start working really well together. Mm -hmm. I think these commanders were super fun, really well designed. I think seeing uh the the lore behind them is also pretty cool that they share they share a spark. Yeah. So in blue and red colors, um, we we wanted to talk about them together here. I think these are super fun to play against. I've never played these myself, but I've I've personally only ever seen it as a super friends deck. So it's playing blue, red, super friends. Um, but you know, you have to just take that with a grain of salt when you're playing against a super friends deck. Either it can go really long or it can be really fast because you don't have a way to deal with them. Right. I've seen a lot of Will Will and Rowan decks just play extra turns mm -hmm. to go with the super friends Makes once sense. they can ultimate one or two of some of the is it planeswalkers that we have they do very cool things yep. you know if you add a dac fade and you could steal some things you know um but rowan's got a pseudo board wipe on it with with uh minus or minus three to deal three or minus to deal three damage to each creature target player has that's tapped yeah after tapping all of them mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah i think i think they're super unique i really like playing with these planeswalkers they, they they feel like these are the og planeswalker partners they really are they really are well i guess well they weren't they're, they're partners yes Correct. planeswalker partners Correct. Yes. i really like the the partners with mechanic that they came out in battle bond it was very exciting to see them in planeswalkers um, I know I've shoved uh, Will Kenrith into a bunch of like Spellslinger decks and stuff because it's nice to have the uh, have instants and sorceries cost two less to cast yeah. um, along with Planeswalkers as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think the the only way we've seen it is Planeswalkers because the only kind of cross between the two Planeswalkers is Planeswalkers, which I know I said Planeswalkers like eight times in that <laughs> sentence, um, but like, yeah, like, 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 uh, Rowan's... Will can make them cost less. Yes. The other Planeswalkers you have in your deck. Yes. And then, and then Rowan can, you know, protect the minus eight to get the emblem from Rowan does make it so that your loyalty abilities activate twice. Correct. So that's really cool. Um, very unique in the fact that it's the only Planeswalker commanders with partner with 
so far. Maybe we'll get more. Maybe we'll get more. Who knows? Um, we know that these got reprinted in Strixhaven, so we got a little bit more of their lore. From my understanding in Battlebond, they're actually like more adult than they are in the Strixhaven story. So Battlebond happens a little bit in the future. So from a story-wise, lore-wise, I think that's pretty cool too. Oh, just seeing more Will and yeah. in, in Rowan, you mean? Because mm-hmm. they didn't reprint these. They did not reprint these. They had the the flip Planeswalker that had Rowan yeah, on one side and Will on the other. And, whatever. and then we also got to see the Royal Scions in Throne of Eldraine. Yes, that's right. So that's this right. is our third iteration of will and rowan nice i didn't even realize that yeah so i I think they're really cool they're they're super unique seeing as they've got partners with each other they definitely fall on the higher end of the spectrum um with combo potential you know i mean if you if you look at it this can play a deep low skate so you can ultimate them both right away and and go to town so really 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 cool stuff yes now at number three we have our last commander 2014 commander and if you were checking off on your bingo sheet you would know that that is fraley's Slanowar's Fury. We have another five mana uh, Planeswalker Commander here. So for three green green, you get three loyalty with three activatable abilities, a plus two to create a one one green elf druid creature token with tap to add a green, minus two to destroy target artifact or enchantment, and minus six to draw a card for each green creature you control. So it's an elf tribal deck, most likely. Elves elves doing elf things. I think this is such a good commander. It's amazing. I really like this Planeswalker a lot. Yeah, I mean, the the plus two, it protects itself, and then even if... Even if you don't want to chump block with your 1-1, one, one, it's going to be mana to help you recast your commander You're making later. a Llanowar Elf. I mean, you're making a green elf druid, but you're so making a Llanowar Elf. Potentially even better than a Llanowar because it's got that druid creature type too. You this, know? this is, it's great. The minus two to destroy an artifact or an enchantment. I always want this yes. somewhere, but this is on my Planeswalker now. I don't have to add an extra card. I mean, I can still add the extra mm-hmm. card, mm-hmm. but it's also on my Planeswalker. That's so I got, right. I've got redundancy. I can make... Elves, I can draw cards and I can also remove your Smothering Tithe or your Lightning Greaves mm-hmm. or Swift Foot Boots mm-hmm. with my commander. Yeah, and you might um, feel like minus sixing to draw a card for each green creature you control. Maybe you only have four green creatures or something. Like, is it worth it? Yeah, recast or you can recast your commander. So you can recast the commander with the elves that tap for mana now. Yeah. So you're you're kind of negating that that commander tax mm-hmm. which feels pretty good um it's a lot of setup i mean but you're in mono green so assuming that you you are already running other elf dorks and there's quite a few of them mm-hmm. you can probably run fraley's out on turn three start making elves for and sure then start just getting value and and just overrunning even, yeah. you know just card generic a generic overrun works mm-hmm. really well even a specific overrun the card the sorcery the, the works specific really well <laughs> overrun works really well um uh, i think the uniqueness for this is in the, the walker you know it not only cares about elves but as a commander this does do a lot of work just on its own yeah it, it, it's pretty cool and competitiveness elf decks are scary yeah they are i mean they're so fat i mean we, we talked about um, elf decks that are running green and black elves decks that are running green and white but just an elf deck that has a non-creature that can make you elf creatures so it, it you know it dodges creature board wipes and can just start resetting your board immediately afterward what's there not to love and a lot of these planeswalkers that we talked about that do have removal potential are strictly creature removal so to have artifact and enchantment removal on your planeswalker is I think way bigger than anyone actually can fathom. Right. No fathoming. No, <laughs> no fathoming. <laughs> Number two, let's uh let's we're gonna bring this home soon. Yes. Sahili the gifted. So this is a blue and red planeswalker. This is again from the Commander 18 set. Sahili the Gifted has four loyalty, uh, two, a blue and a red, uh, and three abilities. Plus one, create a one-one colorless servo artifact creature token. Plus one, a second plus one. The next spell you cast this turn costs one generic less for each artifact you control as you cast it mm-hmm. and then minus seven for each artifact you control create a token that's a copy of it these tokens gain haste exile those tokens at the beginning of the next end step mm-hmm. so this is a commander that i think it was super popular right off the bat but we're just getting so many commanders a lot of them are you know playing for a bit and and i think we're also guilty of this play them for a bit sure that, and then we take them apart try something new mm-hmm. and only like the things that like really tugged at the heartstrings are still together right um so i think a lot of sahili the gifted got got taken apart i have not seen one of these i i would have to go back and look at commander 2021 tracking because mm. i don't even know if i saw this in 2021 I, I don't think i've ever played a game other than maybe if we played the pre-cons right out of the box that would be the only time i've ever played against sahili 
um, after that, the, the, the first time I even heard Sahili get re-mentioned was I know it got banned in Oathbreaker, which is, uh, if you're not familiar, it's like, it's, it's similar to commander, but you have a planeswalker as your commander. Um, this one obviously could be your commander, even in commander. And um, then there's like a signature spell and you get a signature you spell. Get, so. so you have like a, an instant or a sorcery in your command zone as Wild. well. So. I did not know this was banned in Oathbreaker. Yeah. So that's cool. So it's, it's probably because something to reduce the, the mana cost of your next artifact or something. I, well, maybe e some way. improvised spell that your artifacts tap. Who and, knows? And, and this 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 planeswalker was printed a lot more recently than the, the ones that were eight years old that we talked about before, um, but still wasn't printed amongst all the all the treasure synergy that we have now. Um, so I can only imagine that this deck got even stronger and stronger and stronger with all of these extra tokens that we I have. I think Brutaclad came in this deck. Oh, Brutaclad probably did come in this I deck. I think, and I think I still see Brutaclad. I'm not seeing the Sahili though. Right. So I think they came in the same deck together. That must be it then. But yeah, to have a, a plus one to protect yourself, a plus one to also reduce the cost of your next spell, a minus seven that could definitely just end the game on the spot if you have the right artifacts that are out there. And if not, they'll double your mana or double your whatever you had, whatever the heck you got going on with this Sahili. It's just, it's really artifact value town in two colors. Yeah, it's definitely different than the Will and the Rowan that we saw mm -hmm. that were already on this list. It's different than Teferi. It's 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 different than Duretti, only in that it's not really reanimating. You right. could you could reanimate. Duretti would work in, in this deck yeah. too. Um, so, and it's really unique compared to other Is It specifically red blue commanders that care or, or i guess planeswalkers that care about artifacts but mm -hmm. unfortunately there's really only four because there's three versions of sahili they all care about artifacts and mm -hmm. there's dak faden yes who also cares about artifacts so um i know some people talk about ral zarek sometimes as an artifact because he can untap permanence but that's a permanent not specifically an artifact but people talk about it was chain veil, you know, it was a little permanent called chain yeah, veil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you could certainly you can certainly do some work here. I just think this one's super fun. Um, I I don't think I'm ever disappointed when I when I when I did play against it. Mm -hmm. And if I saw it come up, I I'd be excited. I know I'm gonna see a bunch of artifacts and I'm sure a ton of treasures now. Dockside extortionists exist. Oof. There's so many things now that weren't out with Academy this. Manufacturer. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let's make the deck. Let's make a Sahili deck. All right, we're going to make a Sahili deck. We'll have it on stream at some point. That's right. But now we are going to round out with our number one uh, commander that can, sorry, Planeswalker then can be your commander, a three color cat named Lord Windgrace. So for two, a black, a red, and a green. So we're in the Jund colors. You get a five loyalty Planeswalker that has three activatable abilities of a plus two to discard a card, then draw a card. If a land card is discarded this way, you draw an additional card a minus three to return up to two target land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield and a minus 11 to destroy up to six target non-land permanents, then create six two two green cat warrior creature tokens with forest walk. Um, so this one, I'm, I'm, I'll be right off the bat. I'm not very impressed with the minus 11. I mean, you do get to destroy six permanents, but it takes a long time to finally get there. Obviously, there's some ways that you can get there a little bit faster, but this really cares about landfall triggers. This is going to be your planeswalker landfall matters. Discard lands from your hand into your graveyard so that you can draw extra cards to get even more lands matters. You're probably playing all of the lands matters legendary creatures that could be your commanders in the two and three colors that, that make up Jund in the 99s. So you're getting all the value from it as is. You're protecting it. Um, it, it doesn't protect itself, but all of the other cards uh, in your deck are probably meant to protect it. And um, Andy, this is also a deck that you have built in the I past. I did. I did build this deck. The only reason it really came apart was because I had an extra landfall deck already. Mm -hmm. So I was already doing kind of the same thing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stick to the two colors because apparently two colors is my thing. Sure. Um, so it, it's it's a deck that I, I don't mind seeing come out. I just know that I'm, I, you know, you have to think about the lands that they're probably playing in their deck. Mm -hmm. So things like, um, you know, uh, Urborg and Cabal Coffers, sure. they're going to have large mana potentially. Mm -hmm. They have maybe a Valakut, right? So oh, if they're going to yeah. escape shift into a Valakut because you've got escape shift in green, so you can sacrifice as many lands as you want and go get that many lands under mm -hmm. the battlefield tap. They might have a Valakut. They might be running card like a Glacial Chasm so that they can't attack but also can't take any damage. And then they sack it at their upkeep for the cumulative upkeep and continue to bring it back. So there's lots of loops. And so Lord Windgrace is a generically strong commander. Mm -hmm. um, it's 
probably my favorite of the Jund commanders. Sure. As we, you know, we've mentioned this a few times in the past. Um, I think it's a really strong deck that some decks just can't win against. I remember when I had this, I did run out of Glacial Chasm, and you were running a creature win con only deck with yeah. no alt win con. And you said, right. I'm I'm done. I yeah. cannot. You, you're like, I'm going to look through my deck real quick. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if I have an answer. And if I do, let's continue. If I don't, let's just scoop it up. Right. And you said, I don't have any land destruction right. and I cannot respond to you at instant speed sacking and bringing that back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something you do have to remember. It does have kind of some just some, some hard hard locks. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, and it's tough. And I know uh, I, I think both of our play strategies, probably with your Lord Windgrace and any of my mono black decks taught our play group, you need land destruction, you need graveyard hate. You need both of them. I run Graveyard Hate and Targeted Land Destruction. I, I'm not upset about I no. understand it. I get it. We've gotten so many good Targeted Land spells too, uh, even recently, like Generous Gift. I really, really am happy that they reprint. Like there was Beast Within before. There was Chaos Warp. and, and But now we finally have it in white too, a Generous Gift to destroy target permanent. Um, so you're still going to have to exile their graveyard afterwards somehow because Lord Windgrace will be able to bring back that Glacial Chasm. But at least there's more answers to it now. Um, it Lord Wingays probably isn't in that feel bad category anymore. No, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I think this is a, a fun commander to play against. One that I don't see very much. Everyone wants to play their Omnas for their landfall decks and all that kind of stuff. I think that's because you play with me. Maybe, maybe if we play more. Once we play more at the LGS <laughs> after after you know your Robox competitions are over. Yes, yes. You know you, you'll be able to see some some more of these Lord Wingrace decks. But I certainly think that it it warrants taking the top spot here. For so sure. we want to hear from you listeners this week um what you think about this list and where you would put these these commanders uh from top to bottom and we're really excited to see what commanders we're going to be getting in commander legends this year yes uh, uh battle for Baldur's gate mm-hmm. because uh i might just have to build them all because i've all i feel them. like i built quite a few of these yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna build a bunch more um now we do have an announcement we have producer ryan with us this week um we are re- recording in the studio for the very last time oh, here. No. But it's also a happy moment, right, Ryan? It's a really happy moment. So Ryan is going to be moving. Um, so you are you are leaving town. So we are no longer going to be recording in the studio. It will be remote going forward. Nice. And uh Ryan, tell everybody where where you're headed. And then we'd love to hear your thoughts. You've been you've been dealing with uh with us for three years now. It's been a long almost time. three years every Monday for three years now. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? Are we the best part of your Monday? At least it's the best part of my Monday. for sure. OK, yes. cool. There's not a very high bar there, <laughs> but at least we're the best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. I'm also like looking at the waveform to be like, is, is my voice picking up high enough? It doesn't look like. Yeah, yeah we're fine. Yeah, I've, I've, I've loved doing this with you guys. One, I like cornered um andy's husband to like Mm -hmm. make a podcast so Mm -hmm. just getting to do this is you know amazing because i've always you know i've wanted to make a podcast the whole time and then you know uh andy took me up on it so he he saw his shot and he took it i'm happy (laughs) shoot your shot (laughs) i did it i know i can't i and 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 we're here three years later. We had no idea how long how long the show would go for. And we are this is oh also this is we're not done. This is this isn't us saying we're not recording anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not a goodbye to the everybody. Guardian project continues. <laughs> no, we're just we're gonna be recording remotely from now on. So Ryan will be will will not be in town, um, but will not be disappearing. But we are going to be working on uh learning how to edit our show mm-hmm. um in the in the coming months. So uh for all of our listeners here, we hope that um you are very um, patient with us as we learn all of the ins and outs of editing yes. and, and balancing. Yes. My my very loud laughs coils <laughs> much deeper voice than, than mine. I'm sure it'll be fun. And all of our transitions, because if we can't figure them out, we're just going to sing them for you. Oh, yes. We're just going to sing and we'll do the clap. We'll do the clap because we always clap to that transition music. So yeah. if you've ever been to an MJR movie theater, I would like you to <laughs> clap with us while we clap on the show. That's a very Southeast Michigan thing of you to say. <laughs> Um, Ryan, it has been wonderful recording here with you for the last three years. Uh, we we made it through a pandemic. Yeah, um, we, a whole pandemic. Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We made how much? How much have you absorbed about Commander in your time? Like a ton? 
Like oh. you're a master at it. You're basically a level one judge now. You know, I'm probably so. <laughs> <laughs> Patrons would see like the one of the games that I played of mm-hmm. the four games of Magic that yes. I have played in my life. Yes. So I lost that one, mm-hmm. and um, there's another one that I'm, you know, I'm in the process of editing. Yes. Too. Yes. But, no, I mean just learning a little bit about magic has been really fun and you guys have made me feel very like welcome and happy to good. be part of this community in the small way that i am good good i think it's in a, actually a really big way if you think about it i mean 146 episodes of involved it's 146 hours going through other people's ears you're a huge involvement here <laughs> thank you <laughs> well that is it that we have for this week everybody if you would like to reach out to us on twitter you can find me on twitter at Andy Flory. And you can find me on Twitter at WormcoilEngine. And of course, we want to give a very special thanks to Ryan Nichols, our producer and editor. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. And thank you for everything you do in the future. Good luck in your move. Um, hopefully, uh, your new location has uh, also a ton of Magic the Gathering players for you to produce podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Virginia. Yes, anyone anyone in the Virginia area that needs a magic podcast, our producer is available That's right. remotely. <laughs> uh, we also want to give a thanks to Chris Wolf, who handles all of our graphic design. You can check out all of his images over on our YouTube channel um, for all of our commander gameplay that we have on there. And to all of you listeners out there, we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>